welcome to the diving pod. I'm Dylan Reed, diver at Pitt and Team USA member. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. This podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Make sure you use our links, whether it's our website or our Instagram bio. Get over to sidelinescout.com. Get hooked up with Poolside Live at a minimum. Um, there's also the upgraded package for the box that's got your uh, your stats, your analytics, the whole – you can get really into the weeds with it, and it's very, very helpful for some of those top programs that use that. So, um, again, sidelinescout.com. Get over there, Poolside Live. It's the best in the business. And um, Diving 101 is episode number two of the Diving Pod. So if you're new to the sport or a parent or you just want a refresher on how the numbers, letters, how to score points, all that works, just get over to di- the Diving Pod, episode number two. All right. And then um, as you guys have been hearing about our new sponsor, Crossbar, they were nice enough to hook us up at the website, divingpod.com. We've been having some articles come out. We actually have some pretty exciting ones in the works currently. Um, Dylan, our guest tonight was nice enough to, uh, write an article and I actually really like the article a lot. I've actually sent a lot of my athletes to it. It's a super easy to use platform. Um, we're going to get you guys some more specific information as it comes out, but you're able to do direct billing from it. You can even do insurance signups through it now for your club teams. It is like very user-friendly, very, very, uh, idiot proof is the word I would use. Cause Aaron and I are able to figure it out. So, uh, so get on over there, reach out to them. They're super great with customer service. Um, We can't thank them enough. It's been really great working with them so far, and we're looking forward to working with them in the future. Um, And then our last kind of just piece of uh, thing, information for our listeners. So uh, last week we thought, um, well, I should say, like since I'm the president of the Bailey Cranford fan club and Aaron is the president of the Bailey Cranford hater club, Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, no, all joking aside, uh, Bailey broke like a school record that was like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, something crazy. Um, and we really thought she had the most impressive performance, individual performance. Um, so Aaron and I were kind of talking and we kind of had the realization like we are a media outlet for diving. We are a resource for diving. So we decided we're going to try to do um, Diver of the Week. So our goal is male Diver of the Week, female Diver of the Week, and then wild card Diver of the Week. So that wild card is geared towards small schools, mid-major division one, division two, II, division three, NAIA, JUCO, whatever it may be. Um, we are kind of have a group of people together that'll search a little bit and try to find some standout performances, but it'll help us immensely if you are able just to direct message us or email us um, just who it is, what their accomplishment was. Obviously try to prioritize pool record, school record, um, insanely high scores, things like that, or some standout um, piece of information. Um, if you send us someone that scored 220 and we have to put it and there's no significance to it, it's going to be really hard for us to have them in that final four voting. On Tuesdays, we'll open a poll up um, to the to Instagram, to the audience to vote, and then we will go from there and announce the winners typically every Wednesday. Um, so just remember, send us your nominees. Remember only college divers. We will not do any high school divers just with NCAA rules, but without further ado, Dylan, we're going to jump right in here. Give us a book movie and TV show recommendation. Okay. So I'm not too much of a reader, but, um, I made my grandma take me to Barnes and Noble last time I was at home. Um, and I got this book, um, leave only footprints. And it's about this guy who goes to every single uh national park and mm-hmm. talks about his experience and he does it solo and it was kind of like a life journey it was right after his fiance left him and got married to his best friend so Ooh. yeah it was uh interesting <laughs> it was really really interesting um i loved it because it was pretty vulnerable um favorite movie i gotta go wedding crashers yes yes yeah. Yeah. that's that's a good one and then tv show recommendation i don't have too much time to watch tv but i did uh finish suits and that was yes. amazing so. yes suits good one good picks so i'm just i just had to say it because i'm so excited to finally have the dylan reed on the podcast <laughs> i mean dude you've been absolutely blowing up on Santa Clara and, you know, with the article and then you were the male diver of the week for the diving pod. I mean, dude, you're finally gracing us with your presence. I'm just so excited to have you here, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. We'll go on to the next here. Favorite food, music, and then a fun fact that not many know. Yeah. Favorite food, sushi. 
all the way. Um, I don't get full when I'm eating sushi. It's very bad. I can't eat it because I spend way too much money. Um, music, I listen to literally anything. Um, like anything from like techno or like dubstep stuff to like Christian gospel music to pop, rap, country, love country, like literally anything. Um, and then a fun fact, I have six siblings, but there's a catch. Um, so my dad was married before he married my mom and they had, uh, two kids. So I have a half brother and a half sister, but my half brother fat or was put up for adoption and then found them when I was like 13. Oh, and then, yeah. So I found out that I had a brother when I was like 13, which was awesome. I always wanted a brother. And then now my mom just adopted three boys from Haiti. Oh my god. The oldest one being eight. So now I have another three siblings <laughs> and they came last fall. So wow. yeah. That's crazy. I did yeah. yeah, you're right. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew you had the older brother because you sent me a photo from Egypt, right? Egypt, yep. And yep. that was super cool. And I'm like, what? Like this is wild. But um, all right, Dylan. So just kind of walk us through your diving journey, how you got into the sport how you got to where you are, and then for our listeners, really letting them know what it was in the recruiting process that made you choose Pitt. Yeah, so I feel like getting into diving was pretty common for me. I was a swimmer at my local summer pool. Northern Virginia is pretty good for swimming. Um, so I'd show up to like the summer practices, have no clue what was going on. Like they had all the sets and stuff written in like all the different like I don't even know what you want to call it, like maybe skills, but like the different strokes that they do and stuff. And I had no clue what I was doing. I was just trying to um, like copy the person in front of me, just was not having a good time. But I was always on the diving boards, like jumping off, doing whatever. And then one of the parents like went up to my mom and was like, hey, like you should have them try like the dive team, like get into it. So I did that one summer, loved it didn't do anything during the year, went back for another summer. And then after that summer, I was like, hey, I kind of want to do this. So I joined Mason Dive Academy in probably 2012. No, somewhere around like 2010. I was like 11 years old, I think. And I was coached or I was being coached by uh, Dennis, who went to Penn State and Amanda Burke. Um, and at that point, Amanda Burke was still diving. And that was like the first time that I, like, I was at the pool. She would coach me. But before she would coach me, she would be practicing. That was the first time that I ever saw like a top tier diver practice. And she was good. Like she had front three and a half pike, all the yeah. pike lists. She was so nice. It was it was insane. Um, So I did that. And then right when Amanda and Dennis went, to penn state um i switched over to dominion dive club uh so at that point john appleman was there for like a month before he left for ohio and then steph took over and then i was there in my uh, like pretty much until pit um and then there obviously i was like surrounded by some of the best divers in the nation grayson campbell greg duncan max flory um ben shizzle like some pretty pretty big names um which was definitely awesome getting to train like watch them train and all of that and then like over the years like practicing with them by the time that we were all in high school um so they definitely had a really big impact on like my motivation and drive for the sport um and yeah so i guess when i was being recruited i sent like probably 30 emails out. My dad really wanted me to go in-state somewhere in Virginia. I grew up in Northern Virginia. Um, and I actually didn't send any of the Virginia school emails. I Photoshopped emails and put their names on them so that my dad thought that I sent them emails <laughs> and so that they wouldn't like reach out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So hopefully he's not listening listening. Wait, does he still but, not um, know that? He still doesn't know that? 
No, I, I think he does because I did that at first. And then I was like, a month later, like, I should probably just email them. Uh, but I just did not want to go in state. I don't think he know. Like I did end up emailing them, but I don't think he knew that the original email is photoshopped to this day. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I was kind of looking all over the place. I took trips. Um, I had one to Wisconsin, which I never ended up taking because I committed to Pitt. But I was like Arizona, Louisville, and Pitt. Um, and honestly, Pitt was not my number one choice. Katie was the only coach to reach out to me first. The only person that reached out and was like, hey, because she's best friends with Steph. Yeah. Um, And so I wanted to go to Arizona, but that didn't end up working out. They had new coaching changes. I was getting recruited by John Appleman. Oh, yeah. Back when he was going to go. And then some stuff happened. Uh, and I still took a trip there, but. I'm very, very, very glad that that didn't work out because I would not have liked Arizona. I need right. a winter. Um, and like when I look back at it, every single thing that like has brought me to this point or to like where I am today in life, in diving, it's all because of the resources that Pitt had and Katie. And when I was on my trip, I had like my only focus was like, where like am i gonna want like weather um the coach and like diving i didn't like wasn't interested in school wasn't interested in like <laughs> programs offered anything like that so but yeah like i like i couldn't imagine going anywhere else but pit now cool. it's it's cool to feel wanted right yeah. obviously you said katie yeah. was the only coach that reached out first like yeah. that's just a good feeling yeah. Well, like, like I, I'd say like D one Power Five school. Yeah. Because I had some other coaches reach out, um, like a bunch of D three, D two stuff like that. But she was like the one that reached out that, like, was from like a bigger name school. I'd say. So, sure. Yeah. That's cool. So I, I had a little follow up. Um, maybe a couple weeks back, Dylan shared a photo with me, and it was him like at the state meet and all of his buddies, and he listed the names right. You got Max Flory, you got Greg Duncan, you got, I mean, Samson the list Miller. goes, the list goes yeah. on and on. So, Dylan, I would consider you now at this point kind of a taller diver, and yeah. in that photo, you were like tiny man. So yeah, so talk about yeah, it. yeah. So <laughs> I all my license uh i before i got a new one it says that i'm five three <laughs> five foot three because so i didn't grow until middle of junior year of high school <laughs> sorry uh middle of junior year of high school i was like five three all the way up until then i was when i came to pit i was five ten five eleven 110 pounds <laughs> So I was just tiny. I had a fractured back because I grew like, what, nine inches in a year, like a little over a year. Like it was insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, it like messed me up. Like all my, like my back was fractured from overuse, but the doctors were like, you just grew so fast. Like there was no possible way that your body could have like kept up strength with how fast you grew. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was definitely pretty interesting. I mean, I was just tiny, like no muscle, just skin and bone, just like a stick bug. <laughs> Improved yeah. upon that though. That's okay. Um, okay, so where I first, I guess, kind of met you um yeah. was spring nationals. So let's recap that meet a little bit. And then what did you do to help that motivate you to just continue to get better? Yeah. Do you want to give, I mean, you were there, you were announcing, you want to give like a little. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that'll work. So Dylan, um, he had a little bit of a rough go. Uh, and I think he would agree with me. There was a, what was it? 6.7 point dive, six something point. like that. Yeah. Six, six points on double out, you know, caught a weird hurdle, went flying to the left, ended up, looked, I don't even know how you made the dive to be honest. It looked cool. Like, it looked really cool. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> It looked cool. He was on the, the board that's closest to the edge of the pool, the three meter. 
and it looked like he landed in front of the five meter tower. <laughs> like it was, he went so far left. It was crazy. And you know, obviously when dives like that happen, it's hard to, it's hard to gain that momentum back. But I just remember looking at Dylan and I remember I was on the um, announcer stand. And I just remember seeing like, man, this kid is such a good diver. He's just having a rough one. And that's how it goes. And I just remember looking at him before his last, I was like, dude, you, you got this. Like you're, you're Dylan freaking Reed. Like, let's go. And um, yeah, he smoked his last dive and it was really cool. And it was fun to like give him nucks and like, yeah, that's the Dylan Reed. We know Pete, go uh, ahead. Epiphany two first names <laughs> i can always tell aaron two first names you're gonna be good at diving jack ryan carson tyler andrew capo bianco <laughs> wow <Capo Bianco. laughs> so i don't even know if you guys know this my real name is paul yeah you yeah you had told That's, us yeah. that yeah okay so you have okay. three yeah. times three <laughs> destined yeah, for so, greatness yeah so i guess leading up to that meet i was like diving the best i ever have um, I guess the whole like last season was rough for me, like ACC's bronze medal on three meter. Um, I like was just on it that day. Be Alex Hart, Alex Hart, like great diver, awesome dude. But like he like world finalist, I think. Yeah. Like, semi-finalist, like insane diver. And like I was on top of the world, like one of the best competitions I've ever had. Um, great. And then ncaa zones for qualifying for ncaa's comes and my first dot i had a rough one meter like just like everyone everything was pretty average got like eighth missed out so three meter i was like okay i'm coming off like the best competition of my life training's going so well and then at zones first dive reverse three and a half twist i fail it i end up knee buckling do like a gainer flip double twist and then couldn't come back, didn't make the final, um, didn't make NCAAs on three meter. And I was just like, that was like really rough for me just because it was, I was having such a good season, like felt perfect. And then just like, that didn't go well. Bummed me out, ended up uh, doing well on tower. So I still went to NCAAs, which was pretty cool. Had a good one meter list. Awesome. Then I get back to three meter because I was I didn't train it for like a month because we were focused on like one meter and platform like kind of give myself a break so then when I started le or practicing for that spring Nats in May I had like mental blocks on every dive like I'd get up on three meter and no matter what it was especially gainer three and a half twist I could not get myself to do it I could not find any motivation like didn't was not talking to myself well like it was, it was rough for about a month. And then once I kind of got through all of that, things started feeling normal again. I built up my confidence. The training was just right back to where it was kind of at ACC's, like best it's ever been. And I go into this meet and I did front three and a half for 70 points. That's like my go-to dive. But then the high, and then gainer twist was really good at the end. But then after that, the highest, scoring dive i had was 27 points yeah so gainer was like 27 back was 26 double out was six like it was just so rough i was not having a good time i felt great it just like did not know what was going on um and so after that i was just so burnt out like i hated the sport like i was like at that point, I already committed to Pitt for a fifth year, but I I remember like just after that meet in the locker room, I was like, I do not want to do this. Like, yeah, why am I doing a fifth year? Like, I was qualified for Olympic trials, so that's why I'm doing my fifth year. But I was like, I don't even like want to do this sport anymore. Like, I was so burnt out. Like, I don't know. It was it was definitely like a rough time. So so Dylan, I have a, I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. So yeah, you were yeah. kind of you were kind of going through a lot of this right when we kind of first actually met yep. you then like literally yep. like right when we started watching like World Cup and all that right okay I just yeah. want to make sure my timeline in my head was right wow okay yeah yeah so this was this spring of this year mm -hmm. and um yeah so it was just like not a good time I couldn't I don't know it was it was really weird I talked to Katie a lot Katie's awesome she like is one of the coaches that 
probably one of the coaches, only coaches in the nation that like will talk to you about life a whole practice. So like I do one-on-ones with her and like one of them, we literally just sat down and just talked for the whole practice. I I didn't do anything, but uh, I talked to her, ended up taking the whole summer off of diving. I didn't touch a diving board. I lifted every morning. I was working downtown in Pittsburgh um, for like a consulting uh, firm um, doing like IT work, which was great. But I was just like, I'm taking a break. Can't do it. Um, But I guess like with your question, the motivation side, like I did not have any motivation to go back to diving. Like lifting was cool and all like in the mornings, I still saw the team a little bit. Um, And like lifting's lifting. I enjoy it now. Um, but taking that three months off of diving is probably the best thing I have ever done for myself in like my athletic career. And I was talking to a uh, Dom Giordano. So I almost beat his school record, which is like a Stupid crazy dive. record. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, so he was going to train for Olympic trials. But Julian, the old coach, didn't let him take a break huh. after his after his um after he finished college. And he was talking about it and he's like, I wish I just took like two months, three months break, just because he was pretty much going through the same exact thing that I was kind of towards the end of his training. But like they didn't have he didn't have an extra year of like eligibility. So he was yeah. just diving while working. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I I don't even think I had any motivation until the school year started and that's when i was like okay like i got these big dives coming like very very big goals for this year like what am i gonna do because if if i'm gonna do like what i want to do and really like take this year seriously then i'm gonna have to make some changes in training changes in like life choices like all that stuff so um we had an old assistant coach that i still meet with every month and i've been doing like just mental like strength training um so like journaling i talked about in the article a little bit yeah um just like kind of getting in touch with how i'm feeling in a competition like how to talk to myself um thinking about practices in a way that is positive even if the practice was negative but not like telling myself like lies to make it seem like it was positive just like a bunch of different stuff like that and that's kind of where i got like a lot more motivation like my practices this year have been horrible to say the least like i'll go into practice not feel good at all land on my stomach land on my back and then i'll have like a good practice here and there um which is nice but because of all the stuff i'm doing outside of that like it makes it so much easier to just go into a bad practice and like still enjoy it. Like I'm easily having the most fun in diving that I ever have, which is insane because I like four months ago, I hated it. Didn't want to do it again. Just wanted to quit, like hang up the suit. But it, it really sounds to me like you've just kind of unlocked this ability now to, from what you're saying, essentially go through practices, not being good and you've unlocked this ability to now take the mental side of it and take a bad practice and be like, all right, how do I make this better? And it's almost taken the stress out of the fact that it was a bad practice a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, there's a very good balance between like thinking of a bad practice in a positive way Mm -hmm. and like still accepting that it was like a terrible practice. Yeah. And not just like trying to trick yourself into like, oh, like it was just one bad practice, whatever. Yeah, it. I was I was actually talking to Aaron about it before you joined mm-hmm. us. Is it's it reminds me of we had a meet Friday and um one of our athletes was getting off three oh five for the first time in a meet and they came over and I was like, what do you want to accomplish on this dive? And they were like, I want to go and I want to kick tight. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. I can I can live with those two things. And had a horrible hurdle like over her toes i'm like she's gonna die i was literally like she's gonna land flat on her back and it's gonna be just like a mental disaster that i gotta figure out and you know what like she reached up super tall she kicked she was short but like short for like Mm. fours and she came over she's mad but i'm like hey like you can be mad that the dive wasn't good but like you went and you kicked tight like 
you did the two things we needed to accomplish in the first one. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like you have figured out a way to acknowledge that it's not good, but still be proud of yourself for like, okay, I did this piece of it right though. That's what I need yeah. to focus on. And that's where I grow from. I don't grow from the, it sucked. I can't get better from it. It's like, I did what I need to do. Now let's move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's also like my mental outlook on this upcoming season is different. Like I could care less. I could honestly care less how I do at NCAAs. Like it's my last year of diving. Like the one meet that I have my eyes focused on is Olympic trials. And that's yeah. just because when I was a kid, I would watch Grayson go to Olympic trials. Yeah. I'd watch all these divers. And I was like, I want to do that. And like, I like obviously want to do good. Like I'm training hard want to do the best I can but if I get last place in prelims at Olympic trials like hey you're there uh, like hey like that's like I'm just doing it to make that kid uh like proud yeah pretty much well, and it's, what, it's it's pretty fun well I think more importantly like you sit back and think about it Dylan is like you know you're sitting here saying like you remember being little watching Grayson and Greg and all oh, that yeah. go to trial and it's like there are kids at DDC there are kids at Pitt there are kids at Clarion that are gonna be like holy shit excuse my language holy shit I know Dylan like he made it to Olympic trials. Like you yeah. are going to be that person for someone and you might, Hey, maybe you're new three little brothers. You know what I mean? You never know. Like yeah. Yeah. that's awesome to like, think about. And we'll, I feel sure we'll touch on it a little bit more, but like, I want to touch on, I feel like knowing you talking to you over the last few mm -hmm. months, I feel like you're gaining a lot of joy out of helping oh, yeah. others. Like I oh, did, yeah. you, you've told me about your group chat and I know Zach's in it. And like, it seems to me like you've almost just taken on this role of like, you know what I'm getting through this year. I'm trying to make the most of it. How can I bring others with me on this journey and help them too? And like, I know it's helping Zach, like talk to yeah. our listeners a little bit about how you've brought some people together and how that's helped you and explain what you're doing. Yeah. So I was pretty much like this fall looking for like diving videos from when i was younger and stuff and i'm like like i have nothing yep. like i have some stuff from like high school states or like stuff like that but i don't really have like many videos in general so i was like this year i'm gonna like try to record as much as i can Yep. and like i have a flash drive i literally just upload all the videos i haven't sorted it yet but just so like in Good a couple of years i can look back at it and then i was like hey like i have all these videos and you see uh like Mia Valle mm -hmm. on Instagram. She has like 200,000 followers now. And she just posts like her practices and like different stuff about diving. And you see Molly Carlson doing it, just like killing it. Um, and I was like, there's no, like you have like L Lyle Yost is probably the closest one to them. Mm -hmm. That's a male diver doing it. And I was like, there's no one doing this. Mm -hmm. I have all of these videos that are just sitting there. And like, I love sharing different things that I'm doing and just like talking to people. Yeah. So why don't I try to do that? So I made a new Instagram account. I don't, I could care less, like what the follower count is, how many views, like I don't have any notifications on for it. So I get nothing. Um, but I was just, I started posting stuff. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, it's like a thousand followers in a month. And I have these junior divers, like, DMing me saying like, like, this is awesome. Like, or even like, like college divers, they're like, Hey, like any tips on this or like, how are you doing yep. this? Um, and I loved it. Like, it was just a bunch of different people from all over the place asking for tips, like cheering me on. Like, I love cheering other people on too. It was just like such a cool, like thing for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, cause I, I feel like every time I talk to you guys, especially you Heath you drop something of like um you're like so good like whatever but I don't I don't even like recognize that like when you just said oh that, yeah yeah like, you're super freaking there's gonna good. be a kid when you just said there's gonna be like a kid that like is at DDC that is like oh like that's Dylan like I want to do that like I don't even think about that like I don't have that kind of mentality where it's like um like I, I I don't care how good someone is at a sport, um, because like in my mind it doesn't make me want to be like better friends with them or like mm -hmm. yeah. it's not like oh they're not very good like they only do high school diving like I'm not gonna talk to them 
Yeah. Like it's it's just awesome having those conversations. So I had a couple friends that I've been like talking to in the diving world for years. Um Owen Redfern, one of them, we talked all the time and just like fell out of like contact, just didn't really talk. And he just texted me the other day, like this huge paragraph, like you're killing it. Like I love seeing what you're doing. Like just checked in, told me like all the things he's doing. And I'm like, dude, like we need to talk more. So I was talking to him, Lucas DeCaney over at um I think he's at LaSalle, LaSalle. or Drexel. Yeah. Yeah. LaSalle. So we've been friends for years. And I talk to him all the time. And then Zach and I have been talking a good amount recently. And then uh Collier, we were just swiping up and down or uh swiping up on each other's like posts on Instagram. Like, dang, dude, like that's insane. Like, <laughs> yeah. keep killing it. And I was like, I'm talking to all these people individually. Why don't I just make a group chat? Yep. With all of them. And we can talk about diving. We can talk about life. We can like cheer each other on, like help each other with like different skills or stuff like that. And just like have a good time. And they were yeah. like, oh, like we're so down. We're so down. <laughs> yeah. So we've, it's been less than a week. And um, we talk in it like every single day. Um, and it's not just about diving. Like mm. we've sent stuff of like, I was out uh, to dinner with like my girlfriend for our mm. one month. And so I sent a picture of us and they're like, let's go like just cheering each other on, like having a good time. Just like just the boys, you know, <laughs> um, but like that alone has just helped. Like, like kind of like you said, like it's just so much more joy in the sport. Like I love seeing these people, but at meets and stuff, but you see them like twice a year and then just like yeah. don't talk to them. And we're all at different stages and like, our career and it's i feel like nowadays with social with social media you like people don't really connect as much anymore yeah on like those more like deeper or like intimate uh like levels yeah and it's just so nice to have like other guys right around my age that just love the sport love getting better in and out of the pool that are just going to be there for like literally anything yeah for sure i it's been it's been cool for Zach. He comes into practice and like he'll leave practice and be like, "Well, that practice sucked. It was like not the best, but I made some corrections today, so I'm gonna text yeah. the group about that." And he's it's been really cool. You can tell it's yeah. helped with his like just mental approach. Like it's been really good. Oh yeah. Um, but so, okay, like, so kind of. Oh, go ahead, Dylan. Like with all of this like stuff, like when I get on the, like I've not been diving well in practice, but like when I get on the board in competition, like I'm still nervous and I still have all those nerves, but like it's so weird because i feel like so content mm -hmm. like obviously i want to do good but i have like no worry like usually if i do like a bad dive in a competition it's pretty hard for me to like work back up and like be like okay like just hit this next one but like this year like if i do a bad dive it's just kind of like the next dive i can put down like the mental stress that i would usually have in a competition is just gone and i'm just like <laughs> just having fun it, and it, it's I, a, it has to be from these like conversations and stuff. It's a cheat code. That's like a yeah, scary, yeah. it's like a scary diver to go against when it's like, no matter what they go through, it's like, they're going to show up for that next dive and they could very well just drill it for 80 points. So that's yeah. awesome. So kind of like just transitioning just a little bit. So you were, you were nice enough to uh, write an article for us. And mm -hmm. honestly, I think it's one of the best articles we've had so far. I mean, we've only had what two, but yeah, and I'm definitely picking yours over Aaron's, but no, it's, all, all things considered, I had no clue what you were going to write about. And you sent this to yeah. us. And I'm like, this article is really good. And like youth athletes, all athletes should be doing it. Why don't you just talk to our listeners a little bit about what the article was and what made you want to write it? Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with what made me want to write it. I mean, for some context, like we, the three of us have a group chat and we talk in it like every day. And I think Aaron was like, like, sometimes you guys just talk in our group chat about like something that could be like, just like, it's only, it's not meant for me to see. Like, it's just about the pod <laughs> and it's just like there. <laughs> and you guys were talking about articles and we were going to Cal and Stanford. So we had like six hour flights and it was right in like a very low part of uh, my semester. Like I didn't have much work. Right. And I was like, Hey, like, I'll just write an article. And like, you guys wanted one. So I was like, what can I write about? And I was like, I've been doing all this stuff. Might as well just write about it. Um, yeah. So, oh, I lost my train of thought. 
No, just um, okay. Yeah. Although I am going to just put it out on the air. So Dylan refers to this book that Jocko Willick wrote and you've never read the book. So once oh. you, once you are graduated and it's not an NCAA violation, I'm going to mail you that book is like an Olympic trials gift. Um, Cause it's, it's literally one of the best leadership book leadership books I've like ever read. It's called extreme ownership for any listeners that want to read it. It's so good. Yeah. So, okay. I'm back. So, um, Yes, I just like when I was thinking about what I was going to write and what I've been doing to like kind of get that mental side of practice and just like have more fun in the sport. I was like, I'll just do like three tips for like anyone who reads it, like of what I've been doing. Um, And I kind of like titled it like intentionality and ownership. Yeah, I, I forget the title. But um. So I pretty much just talk about like three different things that I've been doing uh, that have just like made me enjoy the sport more, enjoy life more, kind of like get in touch with more of like my emotions or like how I'm feeling each day and kind of just like build that up. Because going back to it, like with the like goals that I have for this season, like I had to switch something. Like if I wanted to do all these harder dives, like I had to kind of take everything else to the next level as well so this is like kind of where i went and like ryan fagan one of my old assistant coaches um i think i already talked about him a little bit but uh he was like really into it when he was coaching us like saying like hey like you need to do this like this is what my teammates were doing that were going to the olympics and like you could tell it just put them like on that next level and i was like oh like thanks ryan like that's cool like i was interested in it but never did it Mm -hmm. And then I was like, dude, send me anything and everything that you have, whether it's podcasts, um, like articles, whatever. So he sent me that extreme ownership and it pretty mm -hmm. much just talked. It was like, what? He was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And like, yeah, he was, yeah. Yep. Navy SEAL. And then he was like an instructor at Navy SEAL training. Like it's yeah. intense. It's a very intense yeah. book. But um, like just little things like that and taking notes on them. And like, I was talking to Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett at mm -hmm. Purdue. Mm -hmm. He was like, Oh, like, this is awesome. Like, send me this information. And I was like, cool. Like, give me your number. I'll send it right over. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of that. So I don't know. I feel like I'm like all over the place. No, you're good. But, uh, yeah, it was like, it was like three tips where, um, you can just like have more fun with it. Like be a little bit more intentional with your time instead of just spending it. Katie's been really, really big about, loving what you do like yeah there's no reason to show up to a pool for four hours or show up to lift and just like get through a practice just because like you've done it for years and like you're on the team like if you're going to spend that much time doing something you might as well like have fun doing it yep 100%. i love it so just being like more intentional and like taking ownership over the little things and like what i'm doing in my life um and like understanding how it all connects and like the bigger picture um and just all of that i guess yeah for sure it no it's awesome it's great and yeah, yeah good good synopsis um yeah. so who are some of the people that have impacted your diving career yeah i mean there's probably hundreds of people <laughs> like even like over the years like i mean starting with probably amanda burke that was like the first diver that i ever saw that was like insane um and that was just like pretty cool like i can picture myself like myself in middle school st like standing on the edge of the pool and i could picture her reverse two and a half pike or front three and a half pike at that pool and how it looked like it was just like i was in shock and then like having her coach me as well after seeing that is just like it was insane. And then obviously Steph has had a huge impact um, on like not only my diving career, but just life in general. Like every single coach that I've had is like so much more than just like a coach. I say like I they've helped me more out of the pool than they have in. The pool. So, and that goes for like all of them. Um, yeah. But like recently, it's just like the people, the people that are diving, like the people that I'm surrounding myself with, like they're the ones that impact me the most like we have an acc guys group chat with like 
the Louisville boys, um, some of the UNC boys, like, and we'll talk in that, but and like Bane Bennett, like uh, Chase Steffens, all of them, and um, we just like the brotherhood that the ACC has is insane. Like we don't see each other a lot. We're all competing against each other, but like those, like I love those dudes to death. And like I know that they feel the exact same way. And like it's just so cool. Like yeah. having that like relationship with them. Um, I don't know. It's just like it it's such a bigger impact when it kind of feeds into your life and not just like in the pool. Yeah. Like, so, it's something that I'm going to, like, have forever, but also, like, really, really, really miss when I'm done diving. For sure. So, yeah. all right, Dylan. Episode appropriate. Best Steph Sutton story you can share. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if I'm being fully honest, I don't, like, when Steph was coaching me, I don't think I have, like, one good time or good memory with Steph. <laughs> and I think okay, she would but- say, Let's clarify. Is that because it was Steph's fault or your fault? Definitely mine. <laughs> I mean, it like she was always there for me. She always was pushing me. But from the other side, I was always finding a way to piss her off. I was always <laughs> finding a way to be stubborn. I was always finding a way to like just make her life horrible. Pretty much. <laughs> I was just so stubborn as a kid. It was it was just terrible. Um, like she would be, she would scream her name or my name in her sleep, and her uh husband would be like, um, like who is this kid? Like you keep screaming <laughs> his name in your sleep, like, and I would I would get like kicked out of practice and argue with her and all of that. But um, yeah, I think like looking back at that now and like the relationship that Steph and I have, like. I she was the first person I called after I got my first ACC medal, oh. and like every time I go home, I'm like, we have to like meet up like at nationals in a couple of weeks. Like, I'm sure we'll go get dinner like three, four times. Like, Steph is one of like my favorite people. I could like talk to her forever. Yeah, she um, she is a special person. You are yeah. Spot- and you are a special person considering you were five foot three, 115 pounds, <laughs> talking smack to Steph Sutton. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I don't know. Like, people, people are scared of her, I'd say. Like, she's very, she's very vocal, if you put it that way. But, like, I had no issue, like, screaming at her, which, like, and I, I was, I think I was talking to you about this yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't even know because Katie and Steph are best friends, and I didn't even talk about Katie, like, in oh, we'll how get there. She's don't impacted don't me. worry, we're gonna get yeah, there. Yeah, but um, like, I don't even know why Katie recruited me. <laughs> like, they're bet, like, Katie knew every single thing that happened just because they were best friends, and Katie was like, I still want this kid. <laughs> That's odd. And that like, just that shows you, though. Yeah, I was just Steph like, could stubborn, see like, through all that. Yeah, like in college, like freshman year, I didn't act that way at all. And I think that's what pissed Steph off the most. <laughs> like right when I went to college, I was just like all of a sudden, like this totally different. Like I was still stubborn and all and like still got in trouble and still was like not the best, like not the uh, most teachable, I'd say, or coachable. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Steph was like, why, like, why do you like switch up all of a sudden with her and like be nice yeah. to her? Yeah. But yeah, like I don't know. That's just like a little insight on how I was in juniors and <laughs> yeah, I like to this day I have no clue why Kate like Katie would have wanted to recruit me. You have but to she, ask her that after you're done. When you're retired, be like, I All do, right, Kate, I, I gotta know. All right. So yeah, Dylan. I, I've never talked to her about it, so So Dylan, we kinda know the goals. You kind of have touched on what the goals mm-hmm. are over the next, you know, nine to ten months in terms of Olympic yeah. trials. What are your goals for yourself? future after olympic trials um so i feel like i don't have many goals i guess like i have a job lined up like that was a goal for me like i did that i'd say like as cheesy it might sound just like really building relationships with like people and like loving people where they are and like working on myself and like the person who i am is like my biggest goal 
Because like perfect. It all like this this season it also hit me like I have what six months, seven months of diving left. And then yep. like it's like my whole like everything I know is kind of like just gone. But like yep. all the people that I've met won't be gone. All the things I've learned won't be gone. Like I, I don't know. I'd say that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So in what area do you think you've grown the most since the beginning of your diving career? Um definitely just like who I am as a person. Like I, I kind of touched on that. Like I was just very stubborn, just did not listen when I was <clears throat> listen when I was younger. Uh just like kind of always did thing my own did things my own way. Didn't like listen or like other ways of doing things. Just like not the best. And then after COVID, I came back to Pitt and I was like, I do not like I had like a couple friends, but they were pretty much all in the swim and dive scene. I'm like, I don't know like anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing? Like during COVID, that kind of hit me too. And um, so when I came back, I got involved in SAC. For people that don't know, it's like Student Athletic Advisory Committee. Um, Pitt has the biggest one in the um in the nation. We have like 110 student athletes in it. Dang. Um, so I got involved in that. Uh, did a bunch of stuff. Then that next year. I did an internship with like our life skills department here at Pitt um, in the ticket office. Uh, and I still work there today. Um, like this past week, I worked in the office and worked some events, um, but pretty much just like customer service, stuff like that. Um, that next year, I was president of SAC here at Pitt, um, which put me on the ACC SAC. And then on ACC SAC, Bain Bennett and I led the mental health subcommittee for all of the ACC schools together, which was awesome. That's cool. Um, and then like pretty much like after COVID, everything that I've done, whether it's um, I like from a growth perspective, like even in the pool, like Katie has done so much for that. Like if I went to a different school, I would not have done any of that. And it like I credit her so much for that. Um, I definitely give myself some credit too, but like just the opportunities that Pitt has and how it built up their life skills program and SAC is and everything, like I I don't understand like why I like got so lucky and like didn't even look at that kind of stuff and was just like, Oh, I'll go to Pittsburgh and then now I'm like here after all of that. Like <laughs> just like my personal growth, leadership growth who I am as a person, the people I've met here, like it. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, it almost leaves me speechless, honestly. Yeah. yeah I, th I think we talked about it recently and, and Aaron and I are big believers in this of like, people want to help you. People want to open their doors and like help you out. You just have to ask for it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. literally this entire podcast is ask politely and people keep saying yes to us. So we'll keep taking and using that. Yeah. Um. All right, Dylan, you don't have to answer it. Who is your top ranked diver in the United States? Um, so I, I like, I could go with like Carson Tyler, like all of them, you know, they're, they're awesome. Like he's insane at one meter and three meter. Like I can say Bailey, like she's killing it right now, but you hear that I mean, Aaron I, Bailey, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly don't like that question because like it, like it all depends on the day. Like, right. um, even, even for like that spring Nats, like I was diving, uh, like so well leading up to it. And then on the day I literally went like two ten, I think, or something, or I guess that was, uh, before the fact, but it's just like the one thing that I've noticed though, is the junior divers and the juniors right now in high school are insane. Like there, there's a new junior diver learning, like front four and a half like every two weeks i feel like mm -hmm. like these kids are putting down like luke sits i see i think that's his last name yes yep I yes. His videos. like the, the kid's insane like he spins fast he still like looks pretty good in the so air good like insane. i'm pretty glad that i'm gonna be done after this year diving strictly <laughs> because of like all the talent coming up like it's wild yeah it's insane. you are correct
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Dylan, what's your routine like during big meets and how do you structure your list? Um, so I don't structure my list. I've kind of like stuck with something. Like I, I don't have any like tips on how I would do that. I kind of just like one day was like, oh, I'll start with a twist, end with a twist because those are my favorite and then kind of just put like hurdle standing, hurdle standing. Huh. Um, But like I, the other day I was texting you guys. I was like, with these new dives, <laughs> like what, what, like what order should I do? And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't really like care too much about how my list is structured. Katie and I have never really like talked about it either. Um, but with like these new bigger dives is definitely the conversations coming. Yeah. So I can't really talk about that. Um, but my routine, I don't talk to anyone during the competition. Um, all my teammates know that Cameron, Cameron cash, my sinker partner, diver at pit. He will come up to me in a competition knows that I won't talk to him, ask me a question in the most polite way possible, and I just stand there and ignore him every time. Like, <laughs> I do not talk to anyone. I have my headphones on, listening to music, and just, like, I put extra pressure on myself in competitions because that's what I need to, like, get going. Okay. So it, it's definitely different than uh, what people do, but the whole music thing and not talking to anyone – um kind of came from i feel like that's what a lot of guys on dominion dive club did okay. that i like looked up to like max flory i remember like he like even now he doesn't talk to anyone at, like during competitions it's just it's me my coach and the diving board that's it yeah cool. all right all right dylan what are you studying and you had said you kind of already have a job lined up but what are you planning to do after graduation yeah so i studied undergrad I did business, finance, and information systems, like tech stuff. Mm -hmm. And then right now for grad school, I'm doing a one-year program in management, which kind of just covers everything. But I'm yep. doing a what they call a micro-credential, which is pretty much like a minor mm -hmm. in um, like information systems again. Nice. So kind of leaning more towards that tech side, but still with like a little bit of a finance focus. And after graduation, I'll... I have a full-time position lined up with Deloitte doing um, like client work in IT. It's uh, internal control testing. Um, the team that I work with is like really young. They're awesome. Uh, makes work like seem pretty, pretty easy. And then it's not necessarily what I want to do full-time, but I, I want to see if I can work myself into like the cybersecurity area. Nice. That they have cool. And kind of go like, like, just nerd it out in tech, I guess. I feel like that's like the future of like tech yeah. though, is like cybersecurity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's scary. It's like, <laughs> just like learning about that kind of stuff. It's insane. There was a, there was a podcast. I cannot remember what it was. I think it's like, I think the guy's name's like Sean Ray and he interviewed like a world famous hacker and the mm. guy's like, look, I can do this. And he literally took a photo of the guy off his phone plugged it into some system that he had and it brought yeah. every photo up of that guy that's ever been on the internet in like wow. 10 seconds. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. this is a, he's like, I used a photo of you. That's never been ever made before. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. And like AI, all yep. that it, it's, good it's luck. just scary. Like scary yeah. is like the best word. Yeah. Good luck. And watch yeah. it's, it's like that Snowden movie. Isn't that the movie? Yeah. Snowden, yeah that was, that was crazy. That kind of blew my mind. You know, yeah. I was, pretty uh pretty bubble sheltered life for me self-admittedly yeah. and then when i watch that i'm like okay yep i'm <laughs> terrified now <laughs> yeah. yeah um so dylan what do you want to be known for um so <clears throat> i guess kind of just like being like a good person <laughs> i yep. guess um just like being so if you asked me this like junior or senior year i would have been like Oh, like I want to be the best diver. Like I want to yeah. win nationals. Like I want the medals, all of that. But yeah. now I'm just kind of like, I want other divers to be like, oh, like Dylan Reeler, I talked to him. Like he's awesome. Like such a nice person. Help me out. Like, uh, just like I want to have those like built like built relationships with people. I guess. Mm. Um, I don't know. Just like. The one person that, like, no matter what, always had a good time, like, never really was too harsh on him and, like, just helped other people um, in, like, 
however in what whatever way they need help in and like just loving people where they're at in their own life yeah legit so so dylan now we're gonna transition to katie here tell us about katie what it's like to dive for her and then at the end best katie story you can share with us (laughs) um yeah so katie uh is she's famous in uh in england like she was um you guys had her on the pod she talked about it she was like the meet director for the olympics in 2012 Mm -hmm. um all of that she's just like she cares about us as people so much more than as divers and like she like she doesn't care what i do like accomplishment wise in diving Mm -hmm. um every single practice that we have is optional she like if if like right now i text her and i'm like hey like i'm stressed like i can't practice Mm -hmm. in the morning maybe she'll be like come in like we'll just do lineups like um get moving Mm -hmm. but like every single practice is optional and she makes sure that like people aren't just like abusing that like I, i go to pretty much every practice but if i have an exam like she's just so open to like making sure that we're doing good outside of the pool that our academics are kept up that we're getting involved in things that will help us later in life and not just diving well and like making her name great in the diving community um and then pit in general is awesome like just with all like she's pretty um she's always around campus like she knows a bunch of the athletes a lot of athletes know her i don't know i like i I don't have very many bad things to say or like like everything's like it probably seems like super super positive and just like almost fake but like that's just how it is like i don't know yeah that's cool all right we'll get into our signature questions now uh we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing more of an opportunity for growth so from that perspective what's your favorite failure favorite failure probably may not honestly i consider that a failure in my not not a failure but like in the moment i definitely felt like i failed at something right like and just like I've never experienced something like that to the point where like I hated doing something that I do so often so much. And then like, but I would not be as happy with the sport and like having as much fun as I am right now, if it wasn't for that moment. Yep. Mm. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. I feel like and then, every single failure has its benefits easily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why I asked that question. You know, we can, we can always trace some of our greatest successes back to, well, that was because you failed so tremendously. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what are you doing to improve? Yeah. Um, I mean, I touched on that a good amount. Yeah. In the article too, just like the whole mental side, mental strength, just having more fun with what I'm doing instead of focusing on like the accomplishments and the medals and the points and all that. Those will all come and uh, yeah, you fix, yeah. you, you, you get all the uh, internal stuff, the mental stuff figured out and all that other stuff just falls into place. Yeah. It's I, I have never had a great competition or done like my first ACC medal. I blew out my back in prelims uh, or before the competition, like felt like crap the whole day. Like I could not move. And then like, you know, six hours later, first like acc medal um like the one thing that i've found the most is like you don't have to feel good to be able to like perform at the mm. best yeah i don't know yeah. for yeah. sure all right so what is your why um right now just having fun the people that are around me are amazing and i just like love that um and like growing in and out of the pool along with them and then also just making that little kid that once looked up to these divers going to olympic trials proud like just doing that for for myself i guess yeah that's awesome man and then my final one here is what is your spirit animal yeah so this is katie's question it is Um, (laughs) yeah she talks about it every single year 
honestly way too much. Um, <laughs> but I say that uh, my spirit animal is a horse. Okay. Because freshman, sophomore year, I was like a pony. Just like so small, all over the place, just running around. <laughs> not really too obedient. Just like, I don't know, just like a pony running around in a field, like not really know what they're doing. And then now I'm like a little bit more stronger, like my head's swiveled on more, like I'm a little more disciplined. So a horse. Cool. Nice. I like yeah. that one. All yeah. right, Dylan, you've been ready for this one because we've shared some text <laughs> messages about it. Tee it up. Favorite drill. Super sorry, Zach, for whatever comes next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I don't do it anymore, but standing reversed uh standing reverse twist on one meter so like <laughs> He's reverse gonna be so mad. well I, re- I already talked to him about this one i told him to do this one but standing, yeah he's scared yeah no it's definitely scary i remember because max was doing it for his reverse twisters back when mm-hmm. we were in high school and he max would do standing reverse flip three and a half twist on one meter what <laughs> that's yeah crazy. so i was like and he made like, it yeah yeah i mean it was you it was short but like he made it like that's crazy. And I remember I was like, that's insane. And like, it was really helping him. So I started doing like one and a half twist, flip one and a half twist. Then I did two and a half twist. And it really, really, really helped gainer twist. Just because like that dive is just so confusing. I feel like every single time I do it, it never feels the same. Right. Um, I don't do it anymore just because it is scary. <laughs> but um, I remember I, I watched Max do it and I was like, I'm going to try a three and a half twist. So I went for it and landed flat on my back. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, that that's probably one of my favorite skills. But I'm I'm not a huge skill person. I'd rather just go to practice <laughs> and do optimal. I'd rather just get reps off. Yes, facts. Yeah. All right. Best advice given and or received. Um, so the first one is just the whole thing with what Katie is doing of like love what you're doing. Yeah. Like there's no reason to like like there's no reason to try to put on a front and like make yourself think that you love something when you're doing yep. it so much. But then the second one kind of goes more towards like the leadership positions I've had is like people would rather follow a leader who is real than a leader who is right. Yeah. That was uh Craig Groeschel. He runs like a pretty big church. Um I forget where, but he has like a bunch of good stuff. Um that uh he like preaches on and stuff like that but that's something that i've kept really close to like my heart when i was like stack president and like leading people as like an old so we don't have team captains right um our swim coach doesn't like it but because he wants like pretty much every single senior is like a captain like we're like leading the like setting an example for the freshmen sophomore juniors like whoever um but like in that and even like in my relationships and life in general, like trying not to, or just like being real and like vulnerable and stuff instead yeah. of like always trying to be right or put on a front or like act a certain way, because that's how I think this person would like be friends with me if I act like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard lesson to learn though. Like I know yeah. I'm pretty yeah. stubborn in that For regard. Sure. Like if I think I'm right, I definitely like to let people know that. Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. struggle oh, with yeah. that. So yeah. All I, right. I'm not, I'm not good at it at all. Like, <laughs> and I don't even think, you can get to a point where you're good at it. Yeah. I mean, it's always something that you are going to like, you're going to be like, why did I do that? For sure. But yeah, that, that's been in the back of my head constantly. All right. Who would you like to hear us interview next? Okay. So Ryan Fagan. All right. You guys have to talk to him. I will text you every single day until that interview comes out. <laughs> he was a great diver. I think five-time All-American at IU, trained with Olympians, um, and, like, still coaches here and there. Like, just cool dude. Probably one of my favorite coaches I've ever had. That's cool. Um, Yeah, and, like, he's just so knowledgeable on, like, that mental stuff. Like, it's insane. I Like, we meet up for, like, two hours every month and just, like, talk about life, That's talk cool. about diving, talk about, like, I don't know. You, you Like, you just have to talk to him and pick his brain. Um, I like it. And then Lucas DeCaney would be a pretty interesting one too. The All dude's right. literally like a linebacker. Like he can play <laughs> football. 
if he wanted to. Um, massive, but just like overall cool dude, really, really pushing himself. Like I don't like people are like Yona is massive. Like this <laughs> dude is bigger than Yona. And wow. he's doing double he do he does double out on three meter. Like he has a pretty hard list. Um All right. and yeah, yeah, I'd say those are the two. All right, and then what question are we not asking that we should be? Oh my gosh, I thought of this earlier today. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, um, someone asked me that, or Ryan actually asked me this in our last meeting. It was, what's the one thing that's holding you back right now? Yeah. In training. I like, so like that. For me, for me, that was uh the fear of getting injured. Yeah. That's like, I have gone through so many injuries. And like, I was, when I was learning front four and a half, like I wasn't scared. I knew I could do the dive. I wasn't so much scared like of the dive. I was scared of getting injured, and it held me back for weeks. But yeah, because I, like I think uh, that'd be really interesting to hear, like what what's holding people back in training yeah. and stuff. I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was honestly awesome, Dylan. Um. So just so our listeners have some type of uh, understanding yeah. about this interview, Dylan locked himself out of his apartment. So he's done this entire interview from his car. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, you've had better audio quality than a lot of our interviews. Okay. So it worked out really well. Um, but no, Dylan, as always, like Aaron and I are always texting you. You're always asking us yeah, stuff. Yeah. Just You're just an awesome person. We need more people like you in the diving world. You've really like you said, kind of taking a lead with a lot of athletes around you and you have this unique ability at this point in time in your life, probably through all of your experiences that sure. you seem to brighten other people's day and get more out of the people that come in contact with you. So at least just, try to at just keep, try to. just keep being you just be unapologetically yeah. you like yeah. make your mistakes, yeah. be you. You have two huge fans right here in Aaron and I, that we will be screaming from the mountaintops for you at Knoxville. And uh, we'll be there cheering, man. So just keep doing your thing. Oh, yeah. Just Appreciate let it. us know what you need, however we can help, man. Thanks for coming and joining us of tonight. Course. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Yeah, of course. Uh, I felt like uh, the unofficial third member of the diving pod was finally able to <laughs> join us. So that was, that was good. Um, if you're out there listening, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. And our email, of course, is the diving pod at gmail.com. Shout out to Cowing Robards. That's our that's my family's business. We do team online stores. If you need an example, go to divingpod.itemorder.com and enter divepod at checkout. That's D-I-V-E-P-O-D at checkout. It's also on our website, divingpod.com. Um, once again, Dylan, just thank you so much. It's been a blast to get to know you over the last few months and finally getting you on the podcast. I mean, obviously it was long overdue, but it felt a lot uh, more enjoyable, honestly, that we are such good friends. And I consider myself yeah. and you yeah. one of my very best friends. So appreciate you. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Love you guys. All yes, right. Sir. We'll Love see you, you next time. Yep. Uh